I hate it so much. Why? What do you hate? It's just so odd. It's the weird. Vibe is. Do you want to? You want to, We could do it again. Maybe we need like a special. Like this could be. So this is the new open for today. I'm just gonna do like We're weird. I'm just gonna do try to do new opens for every episode. Is is my vibe now? It's so much fun to just hit it. Hit it again, real quick. Just the Let's, whole thing. Yeah. Just, right. Well, just real quick. Do you believe yeah. Yeah, please email us at netspod. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> weird. Then what do you think about that? <laughs> Pretty weird. It's, well, so we, it's supposed to be like, do you believe in that? Oh, no, I got that. You no, know, I, like that share song? I got that for sure. Um, you hate it. Oh, my God. You hate it. <laughs> yeah. What do you wow. think? Was that supposed to be serious? No, I don't. You know, it's not like a serious. Is this a serious show, Mike? No. We are irreverent. Is we that, are sardonic. <laughs> this is what we're called. Um, well, you are. Me. You're callous and distant. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. Oh, you do. <laughs> See? <laughs> I've never been called call- callous and distant. Yeah. But no, I'll take you're, it. You're tough. Um, we are the Glue Guys. Welcome to the Glue Guys. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Hello. Uh, that was in the clear. Check us out on Twitter, at BK Glue Guys. Check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and NetsDaily.com. Um, Brian. Yo, hit me. We are on a podcast. Uh, we um we watched a pretty a pretty tight Wizards game there last night, Mikey. You know, and so I want to admit this. So if you don't know, I am a Wizards fan, and um, I was rooting for the Nets. You're a wizard. You're grand wizard. I've already so I oh god, um, <laughs> I've already given up on the Wizards, and because we do this podcast, I <laughs> I was desperate for a Nets win. Mm. I root for the Nets. I want the Nets to do well so this podcast can do well. Yeah. Rising tide. Um, you know, I think it like... You were it, rooting against the Wiz in that game, huh? Yeah, because I'm so... I'm so, You want them to bottom out. You're, I want them to bottom out. I want them to fire Ernie Grunfeld so badly. And the, the only way that seems is going to be happening if they just completely combust this year. Yeah. Um, You're right that they do need to trade Gortat, though. Gortat's... Just buns. And we'll talk fake trades today. I mean, fake trades are... Did you just turn yourself up again? No, I'm turning us both up again. All right. Turning us both up. Um, Do you think that'll be helpful for the people at home? Yeah. All right. Yeah, they'll love it. The (laughs) levels are now so pure and clean. Um, Just don't make sure the drops are the right level, because I don't want to blow my face off. Yeah, I mean, that is going to happen, and it's going to be bad. Um, Yeah, so... I mean, this is sort of like the lame reaction, but uh, what stinks is that when the Wizards come down the floor, they have Wall and Beal that can like make plays, and when the Nets come down the floor, it's Sean Kilpatrick, and on the biggest possession of the game, they had Trevor Booker handling the ball, mm-hmm. handing off to Joe Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of tough to like finish off the game. Yes, and 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 make it a success. I was uh, searching the internet today quite a bit um, <laughs> for for facts, sure. for factoids about uh, historically bad third quarter teams. Not a ton of information <laughs> out there, but there was a uh, an essay in Ameri- you, American Psychology in 2011 
about how statistically speaking, if you go into a third quarter with a small um, at a small deficit, your your odds of of winning are like increased. You know, really a little bit. So what did the study say? I mean, it was. It was I mean, it's some pop science, of course. You know, these these is not this is going to be conjecture mostly, but you know, basically that. You, I think you you all understand, right? It's like you, you the underdog mentality, the a little chip bit on of the, the underdog shoulder. mentality. You want something, something, a carrot to dangle, so to speak. Was this only in the NBA that this phenomenon existed, or phenomena? That's, that's where that's what the article was about. Phenomena. So you know, you know, probably right that maybe if I had broadened my search, um, maybe that would have turned up something. Well, I mean, it was, you know, when you like read the headline like about the Nets game, it's Nets blow lead and lose to the Wizards. When it's like really like. They blew the lead like immediately in the mm. third quarter. It wasn't. It yeah, wasn't as if they, like it was a slow pace. It was well. Sarah immediate. Kustak was talking about how. Um, so this is. So I just wanted to like, you know, I'm interested in how this happens. Like, so everyone talks about like, yeah, you get into this mental state where it's like you try too hard, and then that creates its own set of problems, so on and so forth. How does this happen? How? how what is the? Because first of all, ever since I can remember, the Nets have had crummy third quarters it's been a it's a I mean, time-honored it tradition of right. this team um different coach last year same issue and the milwaukee bucks announcers were talking about the same thing they're like hey the bucks have this i watched the two bucks games with them? the milwaukee feed <laughs> yeah <laughs> what, what, what you i love watching uh opposing players or opposing teams uh broadcasts annoy me especially as a nets follower to hear them talk about, oh, you know, the, that Boston trade, the I, tough... It's the same reason I watch, you know, I just I like every side of the coin. You know, I don't want, I want to hear what everyone's saying sure. about everything. Sure, you get Breitbart and you get, I get Salon. I get Breitbart, I get Jezebel, and that's it. That's my two <laughs> news sources. <laughs> no, I, uh, so anyways, you they were, send me a Jezebel article about... <laughs> I did. <laughs> bump rules. You, I forget I what the... Our, com- our conversation was about something else, and then you said, oh yeah, and this. Yeah. And it was just about Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. Oh, it was about Vanderpump Rules, right? About how Katie is yeah. dominating did the you, show. You didn't read it. Huh? No, I read it. Oh, okay. I read it, and I agreed immediately. Yeah, it's salient. It, it was actually sort of the problem with America, is that I fed, it fed right into my belief system already. This... Jesus. All right. So anyways, <laughs> back, back to my other point. <laughs> Damn it. Um, sure. Was... What was I even saying? It was that uh, oh Milwaukee had had their problems with this for, and they made it sound like it had been a, you know, uh, a time honored tradition of the Milwaukee Bucks to have crummy third quarters, and that they had just recently gotten to the other side of that. Um, how, so how how, how does how this do happen? Do that? How does that tradition take root? What 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 could possibly happen in the minds of fifteen perfect strangers at the beginning of a season? And then that happens. I, well, I, I think what it really is is that this exists throughout every team in the NBA. Like, so what team in the NBA has a lead early on in the game and holds the lead? That doesn't exist. No no team holds on to a lead except unless if you're the Warriors and you have Clay Thompson shooting the way he did. <laughs> every Every team in the league eventually gives up a lead i mean mm-hmm. the, 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 it's a joke when everyone says oh they blew an 18 point lead or something like that every nba team when they get a big lead it's because they're shooting really hot and the other team isn't law of averages is going to bring everyone back to where they should be there's no thing like rarely do teams just continually get blown out unless if you're the nets mm-hmm. and you can't play defense um that's yeah, a problem well, okay, so still, well, still, that doesn't answer the question because not every team has the same third quarter woes as we do. I mean, I, I looked into it a little bit. <clears throat> First of all, we have 
we, we're last in the league, of course, in the third quarter. Uh, so we're minus 4.5 on the road in third quarters, minus 8.5 at home. How do you explain that? I don't know. But the next lowest at home is minus 4, uh, and it's like Minnesota or something. We're, Who's we're, another we're bad team? We're twice as bad in third quarters as Minnesota at home. Right. How do you explain this? I mean, I want to come up with some kind of reason you that makes nothing. any sense, it's, but there's it's nothing spiritual. And it's if a, I had reason, I mean, otherworldly. Um, like, like so, like one idea that pops in the head is that the starters for the other team enter the game sleepy, and then they play in the game, and the Nets kind of do well, and then the backups come into the game, and the backups kind of do well for the Nets, and then they go into halftime, and the coach says to the other team, "Oh, uh, hey guys, these are the Nets. We should try hard." So, okay, so this goes back to my other point, sorry. Uh, Sarah Kustak had a bit about how in the Milwaukee game, uh, or the second Milwaukee game, they made a point of doing a whole shoot-around uh, instead of having, or like a, an abbreviated meeting, whatever they do in halftime, and then have, trying to get a full shoot-around in before the game started seemed to help. They didn't have time for it at the Stupid Wizards game. <laughs> Stupid Wizards. And and so I mean, Hashtag but that stupid <laughs> wizards. But but that obviously can't explain for all of the because you can't do that. That's not a way to manage your time. Here's what I think they should do: <clears throat> run, sure. out, run out the all scrap squad, like for the first two minutes of the third quarter. Get Yogi Ferrell in there. Get Whitehead. Love it. Play RHJ Booker. Um, <laughs> then immediately go down and immediately burn <laughs> and, and just just get them fired up. Just get, just get the it's just like, get the team fired up. It's like you're a college coach and you're putting yeah. in the walk-ons just <laughs> yeah. to annoy. It's like when Coach K yes. would like put on walk-ons to annoy his McDonald's All Americans. If I could have five Matthew Delavadovas in the game at Please. once, just to, just to get everyone fired up. Of course, um, no, I wouldn't do any of that. Actually, but, the Nets could use Matthew Delavadova. Um, like legitimately, I don't know. I think he only looks good when he plays <laughs> us. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Um, hey, do you want to get to a thing? Let's get to a thing. I talked to you. I emailed you <laughs> earlier about a fun little game. Uh, so excited! Some role playing that we could do where I play love role playing Mikhail Prokhorov and sure. you play GM Mike Smeltz. And great role. Unless you want to go to Putin's secret prison, you have to trade for one of the three players that I will mention now, and you have to find any way to do it. You would give me realistic, and so here I made a little draft. That's trades. Mike's trade ideas. Things that probably won't happen. Bad ideas. Trades. We don't really know what's gonna happen. Probably not the things we're about to say. Trades. Is that that was beautiful, Brian? goes on for a while but <laughs> i thought you might thought you might like it. so we could use that you know going forward for for my consistent trade ideas for until your, for your trade ideas until a brook trade happens which will happen this season hey the the day, the d line's coming up d day is on the way um so the three players that i so, chose uh yes were greg monroe greg monroe rudy gay rudy gay and who's the other one um, uh, Nerlens Noel. Nerlens Noel. So how I ordered them was easiest trade okay. possibility to hardest. On its surface, do you want any of those three players? Okay, the, so what is going to be uh, interesting, and not interesting actually, which is probably a fact, the easiest guys to get is the guy I want probably the least, which is Greg Monroe. 
Well, obviously. I mean, right. I tried to give you three tiers. I love Nerlens Noel. I'm a believer in Nerlens Noel. That trade is sticky and difficult to make, but I made it. Mm. I made it happen because that's kind of GM I am. And Rudy Gay, you just went with on the faith that he'll he'll <laughs> sign a trade or something. So okay, and, and that's the, the so and I'll get to the Rudy Gay thing. The Rudy Gay thing. Rudy Gay is killing it this year. If you haven't seen his stats, he's killing it. But um, he's the least. He's the guy I would stay away from for a couple of reasons. But let's start with Greg Monroe. Okay, Greg Monroe, the Bucks, two year deal. Uh, is seventeen, eighteen million dollars per year this year, and then next year's a player option. He isn't doing that well, so you would think he'd pick up his player option, even though the NBA's rising cap and blah blah blah. He's not getting any minutes though. Keep in mind, I mean, he's playing, averaging like twenty minutes a game. Yeah, averaging eight and seven in eighteen minutes a game. Yeah, get, per thirty per thirty six, that it's about his career averages. He's actually rebounding the ball better than ever. A, a good policy is to never per per thirty six anything. Though. I, you like, you got to do that. I yeah. mean, <laughs> That's extrapolate. Whenever, whenever, I mean, whenever like Joe, Joe and Bede, yeah, right? it's like, ooh, we signed Joe Harris this offseason down to those per 36 numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Averaging three points in five minutes. That's pretty sweet. Um, So, okay. So, Greg Monroe is fairly easy. The Bucks don't want him, and they they would love to get rid of that salary. Every owner would love to get rid of that salary. So, the trade is fairly easy, and I think it would just take this much. Uh, Boyan and Joe Harris for Monroe. Um, really? You think that's it? I think that's it. I think because the Bucks are desperate for three-point shooters, they're desperate for wings who can shoot threes. I like it. Um, both of those guys should be able to do you, that. You think they take that? I think they take just those two guys for Greg Monroe. Because what it would do is, one, it saves the Bucks a ton of money, and they get the three-point shooters. And the Nets would be taking on this this troubled asset, in a way, a guy who could be totally terrible, and the Bucks can just move on. And it wouldn't hurt the Bucks team at all, and it could help them. Does it make us any better? It only, The only reason why you do it with the Nets is if you believe that Monroe can immediately become what he was before, which I still don't think was all that great. Mm-hmm. And if you have some idea that you can flip Brooke then for something. Because why would you have... You wouldn't have Brooke and Greg Monroe on the same team, especially the way with the Nets play now, because they shoot the ball with guys who really shouldn't be shooting as many threes, but they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you realize I just picked imminently tradable assets. That, no, totally. Yeah, okay. and these are the names. These are the juicy yeah. names that these are out there right. Names. Yeah, you know, you, you they're they're actually the three names that you picked are the three guy. I mean, I don't know who else even Demarcus Cousins, but yeah. that is so far yes outside of their own possibility. Um, but I think just Boyan Joe Harris. What another do you one, think? I another mean, one that was kicking around is Ricky Rubio, but then it's like that'd we be don't, tasty. We don't. Yeah, I mean, with Jeremy Lin though, it's what's the point of that? Right, and people are asking about Jeremy Lin's hamstring. Like we know, I don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been tweeting. <laughs> I've been <laughs> tweeting quite a bit about it. I, I said, so. I remember, I I said this on our Twitter, BK Glue guys on Twitter. Um, that it's very Trumpian, by the way. Felt very. It's like you're doing the, like the hand the, the hand motion, thing. Yeah. Um, that when Jeremy Lin first got hurt, the Nets had like a weird schedule where they only played two games in ten days, and I remember saying he'll come back. He'll be back after that. I mean, that the initial thing was. Why, why did you say that? What? What? what because the way you? they the way they they classified this hamstring injury initially was like, oh yeah, you know he's he's kind of hurt and you know he's not. It's they didn't act like the it was going to be a month month long thing. Do you think you learned your lesson? Is the bigger question? No, no, <laughs> no. So what that fun was, would it be was, to be an NBA fan? That was a rhetorical you can't be question. I know, I know you didn't. That was rhetorical. Um. Boyan Joe Harris for Greg Monroe. Would you do that, owner Mikhail Prokhorov? 
Um, even if we don't even think about a Brook trade, would you just say, all right, I'll get rid of these two guys who play a good amount of minutes for my team to get someone who could be pretty good? I think you're right that in chorus with another trade, that's interesting. I mean, I'm not married to either of those two players at the moment. They're a little bit too streak-tastic to both be on the same team and both play sort of very similar styles. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, I, I, I'm going to say I have had enough of Boyan, but that's not true because... I'm sure he'll have a really good game. Yeah, he's going to drop 40 on, on <laughs> yeah. Denver tomorrow. But they rely on him so much, and he's just not not that dude. And it would actually help Boyan to go to Milwaukee because yeah. he, he could just feast. Yeah, he could feast. Be like Toledovich over there. And he made up with his buddy Toledovich. Exactly. And Jason Terry. All right, so New Orleans Noel. Uh, this is sticky. Sticky and interesting. So New Orleans Noel hasn't played this year. He's... Had some kind of mysterious injury. Some, that, knee, some knee thing that yeah, he's talking about. That he doesn't travel with the team, and he doesn't seem to really come around all that much. Mm-mm. Doesn't seem very happy with the Sixers no. at this moment. He can't be happy that Joel Embiid is dominating. Yeah. Um, last year, he was okay. 11 points, 8 boards, nearly 2 steals a game, a block and a half a game. Okay, so... You only can look at the Nerlens Noel thing as, as, as two ways. One is if you do a trade and you just Brook Lopez is, is not in the conversation. It's very tough. The only way I think you get Nerlens Noel is if you trade Jeremy Lin. And who is more, who is a better asset in your mind? Would you rather have Jeremy Lin on his contract or Nerlens Noel entering what could be a pretty big contract? I mean, you don't want Nerlens Noel on a team without that. The starting point guard is Isaiah Whitehead. That's not that's not <laughs> that useful. Um, or Sean Kilpatrick. Yeah. Or so Randy Foy. In in a vacuum, Jeremy Lin. But you know the the ceiling question, no doubt, is Nerland, in Nerlens Noel's favor. So I think. So why would the Sixers trade Nerlens Noel? He doesn't make any money, so it's not like. They don't. They don't. Haven't spent any money on contracts. So the only reason why you get rid of him if he's such a distraction. It seems like a malcontent thing going on there. But Mike. I don't. I don't think. I mean, I know they got new management. Michael, but I don't come think on. they care about malcontents. You don't think so? I don't think they care about bad contents. <laughs> which is mal. Gets little, mal is bad in Spanish. I know. It gets a little sticky though, Mickey. You know, <laughs> sticky Mickey. That's your new name. Um. So okay, and so the Sixers don't want a center. They don't want Brooke Lopez, for sure. And so what's the second most tradable asset on the team is Jeremy Lin. They do want a point guard, but the Nets, why would they trade Jeremy Lin for Neurons or well unless they they feel like they just want super young players and they feel like they can get any other point guard next year. Um, so what'd you do, Mike? What do you got? So we've I'm, got a three-teamer with yeah, Brooke I involved. It. I knew it. Suns, Sixers, Nets. Nets get Neurons or well and take on Tyson Chandler's contract. And like a ton of second round picks. Sixers get Brandon Knight, who Phoenix is looking to move anyways, and the Suns get Brooke Lopez. Um the only problem with this trade Wait, so we're getting what back for Brooke Lopez there? Nerlens Noel, mm-hmm. Tyson Chandler. <laughs> oh man. And so okay, the debate is That's it? That's those no, two. No, 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 no. There's gonna be draft picks involved. The debate is whether they're going to get first round picks or Second round picks, or so basically one first round pick, which would only be the only pick that the Suns would trade because the Sixers aren't, they're just not going to trade their first round picks. They wouldn't, and they're they're not in the position where they really have to. Um, the Suns have Miami's top seven protected pick this year. The Heat are actually literally at 
the seventh spot in the draft right now. Mm. I think that's you maybe make that trade and you basically say to Phoenix, okay, you're getting rid of a contract you don't want, Tyson Chandler. You're getting rid of a player you don't want, which is Brandon Knight. What you're getting is the best player in the deal. And you give us this first round pick that you may not even get this year. They may not get Miami's pick. And you just give all that up. You get away two guys you don't want. You get one guy who's really good. And you get first round pick in in the Nets. So I like it. I like it. You're, you've. I mean, I don't actually like it because yeah, I know <laughs> Tyson Chandler. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Tyson Chandler fits in with with, with the team. Once good guys. Two, two, having both Tyson Chandler and Nerlens Noel on the same team is is a funny thing to do because they can't play together. Yeah, but, but it would be yeah. fun. Maybe yeah. I, mean, I, I learn from Tyson Chandler how to benefit from dude, other skilled players around you. If you can have Randy Ford and Tyson Chandler on your team, you got to do it. <laughs> You know, it's true. Just right, lay Rudy Gay on me. Let's get through this. All right, I so Rudy Gay won't won't happen, and oh, okay. I don't think the Nets should do it. Yeah, but it, but you, I'm the I, GM. I you told me to do this. I said secret prison. So okay, the only way it happens is if the Nets give up Ronnie House Jefferson, Jeremy Lin, and Boyan. The Nets get Rudy Gay, and they take on Aaron Aflalo's disgusting yeah. contract. Yeah, that's the only way this happens. Rudy Gay is not coming to the Nets. Uh, Rudy Gay is a player option for at the end of this year. Rudy Gay is averaging like twenty-seven and three. Is that right? Yeah, he's averaging nineteen point five, nineteen points a game, six and a half boards, and three assists. Like really good. Oh, I think he said twenty-seven and three. No, no, twenty. I was like, comma, why even add the three? Twenty-seven. Yeah. So Rudy Gay is not coming to the Nets. Even if he was, this would be his last year on the Nets. So they would get him for like forty games. Um, yeah, he'd be super fun next to Brooke for those forty games, but. It makes absolutely no sense. Cool. Party on. We got a ton of mail we got to get to, Mike. You did a great job. Thank you. Here, Here's your thing again. You did it. Um, Beautiful. So I'm just going to drop the mail. What do you think? Mail time. Mail time. here. How bad are you doing? take me out <laughs> you're so mad just take me out uh i'm fine i'm fine hey we got um you know we've had the email verse this the email sphere sorry <laughs> it's the twitter verse the email sphere sure. now <laughs> the texagon what do we got oh the texagon it's popping off all of a sudden people are texting me left and right i th- some uh your boy lou estevez was like it's so much fun to have the glue guys as a contact in my phone you can just tweet at or uh text call at in. call in text at and, and also leave voicemail messages sure you and everybody sure. else um, what's what's the number oh my god <laughs> we gotta have this humiliating someday we'll have this ready. humiliation no, we do have a number we do we'll figure it out six four six five nine eight i know that much okay but w- okay yeah but so we do have a lot of email and um, damn it i can't believe i don't have the number ready we're just gonna oh. no it's fine all right um so here's our first voicemail though ready oh wow have you heard it wait i gotta turn it on go be careful that is young um you're gonna have some like fries for dinner you're gonna make make me ask you again this is what i got you're gonna have some fries for dinner what does he say? <laughs> you gotta have some fries for dinner. That's <laughs> that's it. 
actually the wife is making a baked potato at the moment so um so that's it so that's <laughs> that's, our first, that's our first piece of mail thank you um anyways. we uh, actually act really appreciate it i do really appreciate it <laughs> love you man uh the cool. number is six four six five nine eight seven five five four if you want to call in you could win Nothing, but please call I had the number right here the whole time, Mike. 646-598-7554. That is the Glue Guy's Just personal phone number. Take a minute and put it in your phone right now, and you can, we could just be there whenever you got something, you you know, a little spark of, of genius comes to you. Just please shoot do. it off. Okay, do. going through it. Um, <clears throat> so the thing is, if you don't also put uh, who you are, I'm not going to know. So this is just a random dude. And he says, uh, the turnovers have made this team so painful to watch we shoot ourselves in the foot in your labor game. This sucks. PTSD flashback. At least we had our picks back then. That's some stream of consciousness. This Beautiful. is at this is at two thirty six today. So maybe just watch the encore of the Wizards game. <laughs> I don't know. Um, moving along with Levert rumored to be playing this Monday. Will the Sloan Horn become the Levert alert? Uh, yes. Yes. That sounds one hundred percent likely. Did the Levert alert ring at all? During his no, first game, no, that was no. a mysterious How thing. On, Kenny, yeah, Kenny. No, that's this not him. Team. That's a PR. I mean, who, who's, no, dude, who, who? We're, we're the, us, us in the Nets community are starving for a little spark. And, and he got we, he got us to watch that game when maybe, <laughs> when maybe. I mean, I would I was gonna watch it anyhow, but I I watched it live versus on record. Are you a recorder? Is that usually how it goes? You know what I have? What you're gonna be so jealous? What game pass, right? I got the international access. league pass, so I get a, I don't I don't get blacked out for the local games. Oh, very nice. Because um, I'm a stinker. I'm so, a stinker. what would you grade Karis Levert's performance? <laughs> <laughs> ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Right. If you don't show up, that's a incomplete baby. Incompletes are good as is in my yeah. book. Um, that's how I got where I am <laughs> in life. Okay. So. <clears throat> By the way, Brian's printed it. I think that's printed out, right? That's your, our emails. Printed out? You think? You th- I know. I hand wrote these actually. No, but I, I typewrite. But them. you actually print out the yeah, emails. Yeah, I printed out the, the. These are the texts, not the emails. You're the emails. So, when you, oh, okay. I'm committed though. Yeah, you are. It's the quality of the show. Sure. Uh, Glue guys, this is all at your boy Lou Estevez, and Lou Estevez also wrote us a uh, uh, an email too, and it's a long one. It's a good one. Uh, these guys, I love my my old school email crew who just put in the work. Put in sure. the man hours to make this show what it Put is. Put in more work than we do. Which is first off, love. Speak for yourself, Mike. First, <laughs> first off, love that I have a contact in my cell phone named the Glue Guy. Secondly, sorry, I've been Derek on my email duties. We'll send one soon. Keep up the awesome pod. Um, thanks, brother. So moving along, after so many years of the Nets being a boring team to watch, ISO Ball with D. Will and Joe Johnson was painful. They're finally fun to watch if they aren't. Uh, they're finally fun, even if they aren't winning so much. Sure. What other teams in the league are much more enjoyable to watch play compared to recent years? Some underrated, exciting league pass teams, maybe. Well, this isn't underrated at all, but, I mean, the Rockets are the biggest turnaround from super boring James Harden getting fouled to, like, super fun James Harden becoming distributor ball handler, dude. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's, like, not undercover, but quite enjoyable yeah i mean the the obvious one is are the knicks more enjoyable or less enjoyable with rose and noah i think they're less enjoyable chris Stapps is more enjoyable but chris Stapps is like it's like going to a zoo and walking by the lion cage and the lions are out for lunch what does what does that mean it's like because chris 
the the peak Chris Stapps would be him leading the team, him being the focal point of everything. But mm. yet, because they have uh, Noah and Rose, and they kind of have these older dudes that like to have the ball in their hands, uh, and Mello, who I still appreciate, but why? You, why do you appreciate him? I'm I'm going to be a mellow defender for quite a long time. I think that's, he gets a bad rap. That's a mistake. Because he went to Syracuse. Oh, he's a good guy. Even worse mistake. Good guy. Oh, Lord. The bad guys never come out of Syracuse. <laughs> oh, my Lord. All of the worst <laughs> takes there in one. Um, but it's a new segment called Worst Takes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Debuting live. Um, and then he goes on to talk about Monte Yunus. Yes. Um, that disaster. Although other people have emailed about that. Maybe I'll just get to those emails. Um, yeah, so that's something, obviously, we've got to... You, you saw that he didn't go to his physical, obviously. <laughs> yeah, so when I when I first saw the news that he didn't go to the physical, I reacted, like, out of the gut, and I thought, wow, how bold. I love it. Um, hopefully that means that the Nets can get him. Little did I know that now it's basically like, oh, there's zero shot. Now it Now there is legitimately zero shot for the Nets to get him because he didn't go. Because well, NBC had a had a little report there that if I don't know anything about this advanced CBA details, of course, sure, not like you, um, but they apparently the NBA NBC reporter was saying that if the Rockets fail his physical, then he's el- eligible. Of course, they're not under any kind of pressure to do that, but that's the. Yeah, but I think by by him now not showing up for his physical, that part is over with. And now it becomes there's there's two options that the Rockets seem to have and both of them lead to the Nets not being able to sign him. The, he just he he is not an option for the Nets anymore. Doesn't exist. Because he refused to show up for his physical, he is now essentially completely up to the Rockets. The Rockets have complete power to do whatever they want which would be to maintain their contract and just stick him on the bench or something, or it would be to release him, but then the Nets couldn't sign him for a year. Yeah. So the Nets have no shot at getting him. Well, I'm just sad that that's not going to happen because he would have replaced Luis Scola, obviously, and that would have been <laughs> too sweet. He would have been perfect. He like he would have he would have added, I don't know if he would have added any wins to the team, but he would have added enjoyment. Yeah. He's a three-point shooter. Take up Luis Scola's nightmarish minutes. Perfect. Um, the only positive that maybe come out of this is that maybe B.J. Armstrong's his agent. You're hoping that Sean Marks did this to also maybe be like, all right, B.J., I'm going to help you out here because we don't think we're going to get him, but know that we're a working relationship type team. We're willing to do, you know, uh, quid pro quo. If you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you mean, Mike. Um, I, I saw. Uh, Silence is it Lambs? I saw Silence of the Lambs. Um, I didn't. Make sure my stuff's gonna, not going to be crazy in my ear, okay, would you? Because oh that last God. mail time, not going to be. Just play it. All right. This is Cheer Boy, <laughs> Steven Scarpula. Thank you, Steven, for writing in to our email. Was that a lot? Was that a little bit too much for everybody? No, that's perfect. Um. So, Steven is uh, in New Orleans. He said, my local team, Ooh. I'd love to hear, Mike specifically, he said to you, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this move. My local team are the Pelicans now. I'm five years out of Brooklyn. Pelicans need to change their roster and win sure. now before Davis grows Brooke sour. Lopez. Healed, another pick, and a year of maybe rediscovering Tyreek. Brick plus Boyan to New Orleans for Tyreek, Asik, Buddy Field, 
2017 number one and number two pick. Okay. Do you have that in front of you? Yes. Let me see it. All right, because I had my own trade. All right, so again, uh, for all those listening, Brooke and Boyan go to New Orleans for Tyreek Lashik. Love how serious Buddy Healed. Think somebody yeah. wants to. <laughs> Everybody write this down. Everyone write this down. Uh, 2017 number one and number two picks first and second round Uh, again for those writing this down okay um i'm in favor of anything where the nets trade brooke lopez to a team that isn't performing well and getting a first round pick back especially buddy healed um i love that trade for the nets i don't think uh, if i'm a What's his name again? Steven? Steven Scarpula. Steven, I don't think you want to do that, buddy. I'm going to stop you right there. Mm. I'm going to I'm going to halt that for you. Okay? I'm going to take the don't keys out of your hand. Don't do him any favors. We need take some the keys out of your hand. We need to get ours. That would be quite a generous haul for Brooke and Boyan. I would demand if I'm Monty Williams or I don't know who's running the Pellies. Um I think it's actually the guy who runs the Saints. Um I would demand more. More than just that, because that you'd be, you'd be giving up a top five pick from last year plus a first round pick for this year, and this year's draft is going to be nuts so insane. <laughs> Have you year. seen the no 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 no? Yeah. Have you seen Lonzo Ball? You would love <laughs> yourself some Lonzo Ball. I don't think I have. What's He's a six six point guard from UCLA, <laughs> freshman, ten assists a game, sees the court unlike anyone else out there, Brian. Where's he going? He's gonna. He's he's. Six, so he's gonna be a top five pick, I think. He's gonna be a top five. Start, this is right around the time of the year where we start actually catching up on all of this. This actually, this draft is gonna be awesome, yeah. super fun. Tons of freshmen, all great, all awesome. I'm gonna write myself a little note to to go watch. Markel Fultz, I think's <clears> his name. Kid from Washington, excellent. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen him play once, but sounds <laughs> great. I'll, I'll What's just, his wingspan? That's all I care about. Six uh, ten. <clears throat> for a point guard. Do you know that? Off yeah. the top of your head? That's, yeah. Well, um, moving along. Thanks for hitting us up. So this Show is... boy. <laughs> steal my phone. <laughs> Luis Estevez. Ugh, the button on this thing's tiny. Um, that's... Thank what? you for... Michael. That's... Uh, so thanks for hitting us up, Louis. He's got a long one, but he's, he wants to go back to Thanksgiving and say what he's thankful for. General <laughs> lack of... Lack of surliness from the floor general. He likes to talk a little smack. Just kidding. He doesn't want to talk smack about D-Will, but he does. Like we all do. That's how we all do it. Um, miss him, man. Did you see? Him. Did you see the bit about he wants to be fighting in the UFC now? There was a small blurb about... Darren Williams dead, does? Dead, dead ass Stop serious. It. About Stop it. Dude. <laughs> I knew that would make you oh see. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> see your friend. He... he he would sit out so many freaking games for ankle injuries, and he's going to go to the he's UFC. He's going to ankle kick you in the neck, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. I would I would love to see that. That's what he's going to do. I would love to see the first fight, and just to, just to see what, what Bones develop. You want to be in that first fight, I feel like, Mike. No, no. Okay, yeah. Mike. I, I've been in one organized fight in my life. An organized fight? A boxing. In, in my fraternity, we had a boxing oh, night Jesus. where everyone matched up. Oh, my Lord. Five seconds I lasted. Really? Yeah, I got, got my, I got knocked out. Knocked got, unconscious? Have you seen Creed? Have you seen Creed? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, there's, you know the scene when he like the guy steps in the ring yeah, at the LA like gym? Yeah, two seconds. Yeah. That was, that was that me. That was you. Mouth guard on the floor. Seriously. Spit. Unconscious. I got knocked Basically, out. Basically, close to unconscious. Yeah, Technical I mean, knockout. I got knocked yeah. out. Wow. I mean, it was, 
So, I always knew you were a punk. I knew that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you see me on the street, punch me in the face. I'll go down. I will. So next is... <laughs> <laughs> my wife did not... Sam did not like that. Um, nobody will see you in the street. Everyone knows you're a hermit. Um, Trevor, he says, I'm thankful for Trevor Booker. Um, <laughs> okay. Everyone's thankful for Trevor yep. Sean Marks. Uh, uh, Brooke hitting threes. And Kenny Atkinson. He's got nice explanations for all these things, but it's... It's just nice. To, and he also does a little thing about DeMont, uh, De, DeMont Eunice. What is the first name? Donatus? Yeah. Uh, perfect. Um, being a young uh, scholar, which is what I was just saying. Weird. Um, thanks no, for hitting us up, Louis. better than that. Um, next up is Cheer Boy. That's Ryan Blake, everybody. Ryan Blake. Um, who do you think the Nets will target in free agency next offseason? Also, what do you think our record would be right now if Lynn didn't get hurt? I like the second part of that question. What, what, uh, I mean, like both parts. And thanks, okay. for, and thanks for hitting us up, Ryan. You stall as you look up the net schedule because I got I got, I want to see the, obviously the close game. So, like, I think, I think Jeremy Lynn swings eight points a game. Basically, here's right? what happened. So, I was looking back at this. So, post Phoenix, after Phoenix, they're four and five, and then we hit, hit the skids bad, lo- rattle off seven losses win against Clippers, and then rattle off three more losses. So of those seven, I mean, I think, I mean, so we were very tight with Milwaukee, um, second game of the season when right. Jeremy was around. Uh, do I think t- teams like that are less threatening? Yeah, I do. I do. Think. Well, especially in this, I mean, just recently this Wizards game, I mean, I, don't, I forget how many turnovers the Nets had, but you would think Jeremy Lin would be able to handle the ball better, especially at the end of the game when Trevor Booker, again, is handling the ball in that moment, he would look if Jeremy Lin's on the floor towards Jeremy Lin as opposed to Joe Harris, who, you know, that's an obvious upgrade. Those small things are big differences. Um, I mean, they're, they're just a, there's the Lakers game, you know, where the Nets lost at the end seven points. You know, I think that's a difference. You know, there's a couple games on here that the Nets could have squeaked around and it would be totally different. Now, defensively, their main issue is defense and that wouldn't be any different. I don't think it's not like. Yeah, I, I don't, it would it'd be slightly Mike, better. Get ready for the people to come out. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, Karis Levert is no longer Karis No Legs Levert. Oh, Jeremy Lin is now Jeremy No Legs Le- No ha- No Hams No Hams Yeah No Ham. He's Jewish like me. He's kosher. No ham. He's kosher. Um, nice, Mike. That's a sweet way to say it. <laughs> so yeah, let's say two more wins. Two Good. more wins. Um, and then deal. who are we going after in free agency? I think that's kind of a hard card to say because honestly, I feel like we're going to be active at this trade deadline here. I don't know what our needs are going to be, but it seems like Sean Marks was talking about how we're going to use our cap space as an asset in trade deadline time. Yeah, so we need to start figuring out over these next few months uh, who who are those dump candidates. I don't know if there are any really, but who is the likely dump candidates that this team could take on? I mean, that's why like all this the is trades like the, such a bad time to be bad. Like in the spot that we are, because everyone is all of a sudden cash rich again, like just brand brand new cash rich. Like everyone can match their restricted free agents, and everyone can. It's just so annoying to be bad right now. Yeah. yeah. If it was any other time, Tyler Johnson, Alan Crabbe mm-hmm. on the team now. Like, is that a good or bad thing? Yeah, I don't but it would be better. The team would be certainly better. You know, one interesting thing about Brooke trade, and I know a lot of people have mentioned this, but like Portland's a very interesting Brooke Lopez option. And if they aren't happy with Alan Crabb, and they, I can tell you they aren't happy with Evan Turner, um, 
both of those dudes for Brooke makes a lot of sense for both teams. But, mm. you know, the Nets won first-round picks, so I don't think that would happen. But we'll a free see. agent this season, this summer, that's got that, that just has Nets written all over him for you, Mike. Well, like, so we talked about Rudy Gay, but, like, if the Nets offer Rudy Gay the max, which he may get, um, you know, so, okay, I know, so that's one guy. Um, I mention the Wizards all the time. Otto Porter is going to be a restricted free agent, and the dude is balling. He looks, he looks, I liked, uh, like, I like Kelly Oubre Jr. as well. I, I've, I've decided to start liking him. Yeah, I love him. I, I like how short his shorts are. That's great. You know, very short shorts. He's got a tremendous look. Yeah. <laughs> I love his attitude on court. It's just sort of like, I'll take it or leave it. Yeah. You know, it's just like, I'm not going to get too fired up about this. We're just no. going to coast. Yeah. Just have a good time. Um, yeah. It's kind of my kind of athlete. Yeah, just coast to six wins. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but seriously, Otto Porter may be, if, if Marks nice. is going to, like a player, if Marks is going to follow the pattern of restricted free agents is like the way to do it. It does seem like your next, uh, Otto's, next target. The, Otto's the dude to go after. They already have Anthony, but at moments, Anthony Bennett was guarding Otto Porter, which they were in the same draft. Did you see? Uh, have you been watching Anthony Bennett lately? He's been getting some minutes, dude. Well, have, he, he have you seen boards? Have you seen the anything you like? Yeah, no, I think he's changing his because against the Bucks, he what he did was he tried to rebound. Apparently, they had a sit down conversation with him. Who? Kenny did. That's what the that's what the Bucks announcers were talking about. I swear, <laughs> no, they that's what they the said. Insight, huh? What, what am I telling you? They got they got guys. Uh, Anyways, yeah. So apparently, I had a sit-down conversation. This is me, you know. I, you know, how, how they know? I have no idea what their sources. Sure. Um. And and was like, you're gonna get cut unless you start, you know, balling a little bit harder than what you've been doing. Perfect. I mean, he had 14 boards against the Bucks. That is legitimate. Started is... a couple of trays against the Wiz. <laughs> I don't know. He's he always didn't really get that many win- minute. I, I'm surprised he didn't get more minutes against the Wizards because he got, you know, he started against yeah. the Bucks, but. Something um, about him still, it doesn't. It's not going to work out, unfortunately. It's just tough. Because, I mean, we talked about this, but like he's not a physical specimen, and he's an interesting player. But he's not like he's also not seemingly like tremendously court aware. No, that's his major. <laughs> his major <laughs> Try to failing. Say this as delicately as yeah. possible. So, yeah. if you're not a physical specimen, like McCullough, I, I mean, I watched with- him lose his man really badly like twice against the wizards like just be like like which way did he go you know well think about it like he's not physically he's in terms of like just overall like measurements he's not all that different from trevor booker it's just that he's bigger like fatter you know Mm -hmm. he's got he's got a good heft to him a healthy heft if Mm. you will Um, girthy but booker knows what he's doing and he has a sense on the court where bennett has no sense yeah well booker has inside moves suddenly where he got them, I don't know because he this is, is he, the first year. Is he a guy that can be traded at the deadline? Did do you Booker? Think, do you think his value? You better. I don't want to. Don't even <laughs> do that. I hear that. Um, moving along to <clears throat> cheer boy. <clears throat> sorry, sorry, everyone. This is Joshua Williams. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Joshua. Um. Am I the only one wondering why Joe Harris was playing late in the game for the <laughs> Nets? Nothing against him, but he didn't help. Um, too true. Yeah, but who do you play? Rondé? You can't play Rondé at the end of the games. I really want Rondé to be doing better than he is, Michael. It's He had a few... A couple games ago, he had moments, and then 
or a couple weeks ago. It's not good enough. It's not good <laughs> enough. <laughs> not good enough, I know. It, it's not good enough. It needs to be more. It needs to be double. That's why I hope there's some GM out there who scouted him and really liked him in college. It'd be one thing if he was making like four out of his five shots a game, you know? But he's going like one for five, two for five. We got a he's shooting like thirty percent on five shots a game. That's not that's not a professional basketball player statistic. Things would open up so much more for him if he if he could shoot just a little bit. Because he's athletic and smart and knows how to handle the ball a little bit. It seems to be like he, he gets into spots where finishing naturally could be could be done, but then he tries for one extra fake and the the defender doesn't bite. He tries one extra uh it's just one extra dribble too many every time and it puts him out of position and then he's got to make these like herky jerky bank shot things that you know when they go in it's like wow that's crazy yeah and then that's but that's one out of five or two out of five yeah no that's exactly i mean that because he's not confident and he thinks he has to do that stuff because he does i mean because he, he's not doesn't he's not that good at shooting so when you trade part of basketball so when you trade Joe Harris and Boyan Bogdanovich for for Greg Monroe, then you have Greg Monroe finishing the games. So, with, so your lineups are going to be you get, a, get the twin towers. Greg Monroe. Wasn't it great Ronde. when you could have a twin tower lineup? Who's going to run out a twin tower lineup in twenty sixteen? That's, exactly, that's exactly what Isaiah Thomas thought when he ran the Knicks. That he had like yeah. what he had um, Curry. Yeah, Curry and, uh, Curry and Chandler. No, no, not Chandler. Who was it? Who was no. the other one? Nah, it doesn't even matter. Who cares? Zach Randolph. Eddie Zach Randolph yeah, was on those teams, right? The big one, yeah. Zach Randolph was going to be. They were going to be formidable. That, that. Uh, See, that's so. Like, that's if I'm Sean Marks, I'm studying how Zach Randolph ended up on Memphis because he was a discarded asset who ended up being pretty good. Like, who's the next Zach Randolph the Nets can get? Well, they had that was almost like a reverse. I mean, Zach Randolph was good on Portland and yeah. then became terrible on the Knicks. And then got, it's what happens. They give him the green light. They're like, "This is New York. Like, play your play your way." And then they shoot threes. I'm like, "Oh, that wasn't good." Um, next up is Cheer Boy. It's too loud, Michael. It's too loud. It's too much. It's Nicholas. It's Nicholas L. Viscomi. Sorry that Michael had to ruin everything for everybody. Those those fat fingers of his. Sorry, Jesus. I'm being mean now. Oh my God, Mike! Mike! Um, oh no, 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 stop! Um, so Mike, uh, so sorry, Nicholas throws us tons of love, 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 love the podcast, love you back, Nicholas. Um, so if I, I like Mark's strategy of going after RFA, and what I've gathered on the Twitter sphere is they've been creative contracts. That's true. The the money units details were awesome. Like looking through that thing because if that actually had worked out, it would have been perfect for the Nets. Very team friendly. Uh, eventually one of these has to stick, right? And do players around the league have respect for a front office getting creative like this? It's going to be positive, right? Players probably don't give a flying frog's behind, but I'll tell you who does is agents. Um, and that's always like a toss. It was like hey, agents, just agents. Listen, I work, I'm an agent, so I know. I know how these things <laughs> yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. I work in, in the biz. Literary. Um, hey, come on. Um, as I said before, the hope with the Monte Yunus thing now for the Nets, because now they can't get him, is the fact that maybe B.J. Armstrong, his agent, who is an agent to plenty of players, um, that develops a working relationship with them. Like the Nets are are guys who will try to make a deal with you. Um, I don't. Agents probably don't like creative deals, to be honest. 
They'd rather their dudes just get paid a ton of money and it's all guaranteed. They don't want they don't want to work with a team that's going to give them. The Monty's Eunice deal was interesting because they, the Nets could basically walk away for a minute like every year. And yeah, they had two team options at the last two years, which agents fr- front loaded, but you can only front load at four point five percent, which I, I think is super interesting. Now that's that's a it's no fun. It's no fun. It's <laughs> you like really no that's, fun. that's a non front loaded front load is yeah. what that is. Um, yeah, and it says also is it just me or is this t- a team still fun to watch? Um, it's incredible. They're just not good, but uh, for some sure. years I still love watching the game. Three point shooting all day. A uh, three point shooting brook all day. Yes, please. Yes, please. Um, you don't. You don't get to feel that way, Michael. After all of the. Stuff I will say. Done. Yeah. No. But okay. I like three point shooting brook. I like in flow three point shooting brook. I don't like brook standing at a three point line though, which he has been doing a little bit more as he's been getting more successful from there. Their offense is becoming five men all around the three point line. When I want to see brook down there on the block. Then coming out for screens and then popping out for threes. I want that's how the that's how I want the progression to start down the block, then setting the screen, then shooting three. I don't want to see him just floating, Brian. That's what I say. Fine. Um, Call me Kenny. Moving along, Kenny. Oh, damn it! This is Cheer Boy Joseph Chiliac. Chiliac, I like that name, but he's got a lot of cool nicknames from college. Or maybe they just call him Chiliac. Anyways, uh, he's a Canadian Nets fan. Um, <laughs> Not participating. <laughs> Canadian Nets fan. Um, uh, and so he goes on and talks. Uh, read your whole thing. Loved it. Loved it. Found it very insightful. One of the more salient uh, messages that I've ever seen just about global this, politics. This, this has to be This has to be some of our listeners' favorite portion is when Brian talks about a smart email. It doesn't talk. It doesn't actually read it. I like to give him. I can't read it all. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, like to I give him some shine. I get it. I'm a host. I'm in a tough you know? spot. I'm in a tough spot. <laughs> yeah, actually, must, it's every week. It's like, well, this point, great point, but let's yeah. move on. <laughs> anyway, I just like to get to the to the meat. You know, I'm a meat and potatoes guy. Right. Um, and he says, my question is. So he goes through this whole thing about Prokhorov, um, having it's like you wouldn't understand it. It's business stuff. Oh, sure. No. So this is. I'm like, a creative person. I yeah. kind of float in and out of society. Yeah, you're like a sure. catch potato, and uh, so these guys are business people. So <laughs> what they do yeah. is different. And uh, so he's basically talking about the threat of the U.S. freezing Russian assets, so on and so forth, in a Trump future or whatever. Um, what do I know? I don't know. That's not, well, not Trump won't do okay, that. Okay, so here's what he's saying. My question is, what city outside the U.S. would be the best fit for the Nets? Russian cities would be an obvious choice because of ownership, but a bad choice because of travel time in Putin. I recall the team having a pretty big following in London. Maybe it's time for Vancouver to get a team back in the city. What do you think? Now, so there's a couple of ways of unpacking. So bear in mind that he had a, a whole lot of fun, good points about you know global economics, and then just is playing... Uh, is, is just having a fun time with this question. Sure. You know, yeah. I don't. Th- Let's so have there's fun. a couple. There's a couple. Of ways. You want to have, have fun, Mike? Let's have fun. I'm not sure. I'll just I say this. I'll this. say this one thing. Yeah. It's unlikely that Trump's administration would oh, be okay. stronger against Putin's administration than Obama was. So, if anything, that would portend good yeah. things for Russian you, businessmen so in America under a Trump administration. Perhaps, maybe even. Putin would abduct a team like the Nets and and <laughs> and bring them back into Russia. Yeah, but I don't 
I don't think you like repos- like mess. like they would just like absorb U.S. assets because they're taking over the world. Yes. Maybe? Um, okay. No. But you- so where would you like to see the Nets if not in Brooklyn? Um, huh. Where would I want to see them? Yeah. Who could use a team? So obviously, you know, right now uh, Taiwan's hot. You know, let's uh, <laughs> we. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you feeling uncomfortable? Is this, well, is this I don't feel like I know. I, like it's embarrassing how how little I really knew about the Taiwan uh, mainland China thing. So I'm, un- <laughs> I'm uncomfortable waiting in those waters. But, uh, but I'm going to think about it this a different way. Which wow. which foreign city would have then the best mascot? Oh, um, I think immediately Cairo, the pyramid. Well, pharaohs. Oh, the pharaohs. Not a pyramid. The pyramids just have a pyramid guy. <laughs> That's like being called the monuments. You know, no, like not the team. The mascot would be a pyramid. A you could call them the your stationary item. You know. So I think, I mean, the big, the big countries that are into basketball. I mean, basically anywhere in Eastern Europe, including Russia. Sure, Croatia is a beautiful place, and then China. Australia's getting into it. I can't the, say the that ruse. the UK the doesn't really deserve it. Tbh, at this point, they're not that into it. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, they get like their Raptors Hawks game once a year and they like, you know. And then it would be like the, the London Knights Big Ben Brook Lopez or something. You know, Brook Big Ben Lopez. You know, we'd have all these you terrible. Like you don't like the Big Ben Brook Lopez, huh? No, I don't need to see that. I don't want to, I don't want to hear about it. Okay, give me the hot take. Where's it going to be? Cambodia? Siberia? Siberia. And they'd be called the Huskies. <laughs> Perfect. Which did you see that if Toronto Richard, Raptors Richard game Hamilton. where they called them the Huskies? Or they it's so much better. They need to go back to the Huskies. What are they doing? They are. They're like okay. No, here's but here's what would it be go like back to the Huskies. Everyone will want them to go back to the Raptors because the Raptors were cool. They never did well with the Raptors design. They always they always did it. They always try to be too cool in their moment. Yeah. So everyone has like a lot of like. Uh, fond memories of the 90s raptors but with the purple and even by today's red. standards even by today's nostalgic standards those things are monstrosities those things are foul but yet also you don't cool. wear that unless you're joking around. it's in the same way that the nets were at one point going to become the swamp dragons um i have to pee so bad we gotta end this so show. let's end this up okay <laughs> um do you have an outro on there yeah so, of course so i do thanks for listening um we may have a guest next week Oh. And we'll let you know about that as it comes in. Mike, do you want to shout out the places where you can find us? You didn't do that in the beginning. No, I did. Did you? SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, iTunes, and NetsDaily.com. That's our house. That's our home. Right on. Home. Um, okay, I'll just take us out then. Bye, everybody. So everyone, Mike, have, uh, everyone, uh, everyone have a good night. Bye. <laughs>